0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Who where we talk about basketball and wrestling, unscripted and uncensored. My name is Jarrell Thomas. My name is Jonathan Brown.
1: And I'm Damon Creighton.
0: And a, quick, a couple of quick things before we start the first. Um, as you guys know, last week, as we let you guys know, we did officially hit 1K, and we were going to do the celebration episode this week, but it didn't really work out. So we're going to do that next week. So for those of you that are listening um, so our plan is we're going to do a little bit of fan service. We're going to give back to you guys. So what we're going to do is all of our topics, everything that we talk about, all the hot takes, even the main topics that we talk about are going to come from you guys. So anything that you want us to talk about on this podcast, basketball wise or wrestling wise, just let us know. And we, even if we don't know about it, we'll, we'll, we'll be at something. And then the second thing, um, this is more of a serious note before we start, um, Recently, this was uh, Wednesday, I believe, um, within the wrestling community. We lost um, Shannon Spruill, who many people within the community know as Daphne. Uh, she was that iconic uh, female wrestler from TNA, um, also WCW, um, and I don't want to get into all the nitty gritty details of what specifically happened, but she did take her own life. And with Suicide Prevention Week coming up next week, um, I just want to let you guys know um, your, your mental health is very, very important as well as the others around you. So please continue checking in on your loved ones and, you know, stay safe. I'm not going to tell everybody to get a therapist because therapy ain't for everybody, but I do I would recommend it. I, I won't say everyone needs it, but I do recommend it. But um, on that note, speaking of wrestlers from TNA, first topic of the day is a very interesting topic, and it's TNA versus WWE, the women's divisions. And I'm not talking Impact. I'm talking TNA, like 2000, maybe six to like 2014 knockouts division versus 2014 to present women's division in wwe and damon i'm gonna ask you first which one has been better overall so you said for wwe
1: 2014
0: to now yeah so like when that original women's revolution started so, that, I was going to say, so that's about WrestleMania
1: 30 or 31-ish. Yeah, so. Oh, man. And the knockouts. That's, that's tough. Um, I feel like, oh, man. I think I'm going to say WWE's one. Because although they've had their lapses of... Uh, Bad booking, aka basically all of 2020. <laughs> um there's been some huge legendary moments that have come out of the revolution and like the whole four horse women and everything. I think I'd have to give it to WWE.
0: Yeah, I, I understand it, but I, I personally I have to disagree, man. I gotta go with TNA, man. Like the knockouts era TNA, man. There was a time where they actually carried the company. And when I say this, I want to say that it is first and foremost, the 4 horns women of WWE, they're great. But they kept saying, you know, oh, we're the first to do this, we're the first to do that. But, you know, they had the X Division as well, but the knockouts really made TNA at the time, like Awesome Kong, Gail Kim, who many people regard as the greatest women's wrestler of all time, Taylor Wilde. Tara, Angelina Love, Velvet Scout, all of them, they, they, they carried a company like they, they made TNA watchable when TNA wasn't watchable. So that, that's why I give them the nod. But for me, it's, it's really, really close. It's so close because both divisions have been great up until recently, but you know, that's, more so because of Monday Night Raw. But, John, who, who's your pick? Ooh.
1: At first hearing the question, I automatically made it like an answer. But when you talk about, like, early TNA from, like, 2007 to, like, 2011-ish, when you said that, I was like, okay, he does make a great point. He does make a great argument. And now as I think about it, I, w- I was about to say WWE women, but I will say WWE women are better because if you have WWE women like anyone from Becky Lynch to Sasha Banks to Charlotte or to Rio Ripley, like in a match from anyone from TNA, WWE is winning. Anyone from WWE will beat anyone from TNA. But we do have to give TNA women credit. We, we have to give them credit because they started everything. They have real storylines, real wrestling. Gail Kim's the GOAT. She's the GOAT. Let, let's just get that out the way. She's the GOAT. Gail Kim's the GOAT. Angelina Love is like... Angelina Love is like... How do I say it? She was like the AJ Styles of TNA, but just never signed a WWE.
0: I feel like I know you going with that, but I need you to explain it because it kind of makes sense, and I low-key kind of agree with you. But I gotta hear what you. I gotta hear your explanation first before I actually okay. think about it. Okay,
1: Angelina Love is a six-time Impact champion. She carried that Impact division. She carried that division, and she put the Knockout division won the map, and made it a serious division. Meanwhile, in WWE, they had the Diva Search, and they had the Braun Panties match, and then the, the Mud Bat math match, and they were just mainly depending on Trish Stratus and Lita, but both of them retired, so everybody was like, oh, whatever." with the women's division? Angelina Love is, is literally wrestling, and she's battling it with Awesome Kong, and ODB, and then she had and then yeah, Gail Kim too, and you also had Madison Rain. Madison Rain was hey
0: man. Um Madison Rain is kind of like I mean she's not the worst, but she's kind of like the Bella twin of TNA. She she She's not as she's not as good as y'all remember. She she's not. I'm sorry. Um to break your heart. She's well, I mean, she's more like Nikki. Cause you know, Brie was just, you know, I, I say she's like Abysmal. Yeah, she she's like the Nikki Bella of TNA. Um oh, but you know what? Somebody else from TNA. Um, this is a, this is semi hot take, you know. Somebody who you know had more time being taken seriously in TNA rather than WWE, Mickey James. I, I stand on that because you know Mickey James when she first came, it was great. You know, well besides the thing at WrestleMania, um, you know, if if you know, you know, twenty twenty two, you know, the V shape, you know. But you know, then after that, she just she kept winning titles, but it was like okay. And then Piggy James happened, but it was like she was taken seriously her entire time in Impact. Like even now, like even semi-retired, she's still taking it very seriously. So I, I gotta give I gotta give TNA the nod. Um, man, I because Piggy James
1: she's though. NWA now, right? yeah yeah like yeah. tech like if yeah. if you had to put her somewhere
0: yeah Yeah, she is
1: okay so she's with her husband that's yeah
0: good. hey man shout shout out nwa um and power was actually a really good show like and that's sh- that 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 actually kind of made me mad because i'm thinking like we really could have got evolution too we were they should have done evolution too but they didn't they still can't. Well, the way that division is now, I wouldn't go near it. But you know, I think we deserve more all women shows. That that's just me. Um, but yeah, I, I I I have to give TNA the night. So I'm I'm the I'm the odd man out here. But our next and final wrestling topic of the day. And to remind, I'm leaving this here. I'm, I'm saying this out loud so I do not forget while I'm editing this. This episode is going up on Saturday and not Monday. I, I, I just need to make sure I remember because we are about to do our predictions for AWR out for Sunday. Because remember SummerSlam, I forgot. I am saying this out loud, so when I hear myself editing this shit, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I promise. It's going. It's going up. It's going up Saturday. I promise. I promise. But this card is. Insanely beautiful, and if this actually happens to be a bad show, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, I don't know how I'm gonna watch it because you know, as much as I love me some AEW, do I want to pay sixty dollars for a show? um Bro, I'm doing it because we not about I mean, what I'm not hey, about to do. I'm,
1: I'm not, do not missing it. I'm Shoot, not missing
0: last week, bro. <laughs> nah, for real, bro. We like. If y'all seen the Jake Paul fight, y'all y'all know the stream. Every stream was bad, you know, because who was about to get money to Showtime? Because last time I didn't, I saw. Remember how that happened? Yeah, never fucking again. But the first match on the card is the best friends and the Jurassic Brother. No, that's not the name. The Jurassic Express versus Matt Hardy, Private Party, and. Uh what's the what's them two white dudes' names that be wearing green? I can't think of their names. Uh oh the 2.0. No, 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 no. Not, not them. Not them. I, they matter of fact, they should be they should have been on the car. I'll fuck with them heavy. But you said um, the green. Oh, the hybrid two. Oh the yeah. yeah, them, them. That's I was uh, gonna say that's I think that's the same view. Nah, 2.0 is uh you remember Ever from NXT? Oh, you know what? The hybrid. Okay, I yeah. was thinking of them, but I said the wrong name. Yeah. Okay, so yes, the
1: hybrid. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, a prediction for this. Um, you know, it's 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 a pre-show match, so I I don't know. Um, AEW does do well with pre-show matches, so we'll see. But I don't see how they have Orange Cassidy losing if it's a non-title match because. Somehow he's still over. I'm not saying I hate Orange Cassidy, but it's kind of the gimmick kind of got still to me, but I don't I don't see them losing. So I I got the best friends in the Jurassic Express. But uh John, who do you have? Mm.
1: I have I have uh best friends, buddy. And uh Damon, who you have? Yeah, I'm going to agree as well. It'll probably just be like a fun – I know you said pre-show, but fun kind of opener to get the crowd going. Orange Cassidy is super over. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Boy is super over. There's no way that they uh, – no way they don't lose,
0: honestly. Facts. I mean, because don't get me wrong, I love Matt Hardy, but I think it's I think it's getting about that time, you know, so – all right, next match. Um, the women's casino battle royal for a uh, shot at Brit Baker. Um it's 21 women. Um I'm gonna just go over some of the the main names in here. Uh Niagara Rose, Thunder Rosa, uh Ty Conti, uh Red Velvet, Sheeta, Jay Cargill. Wait, Kira Hogan. Oh my God! They put her in here. Say that, And then they got uh Anna J is back Riho, and the Joker. So it's gonna be that one woman that we don't know. Um, first John, I'm gonna ask you who who do you think the Joker's gonna be? The the one woman that we don't
1: know. I think. It's going to be what's her name. What's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Uh, I think the Joker's gonna win the Royal Rumble. But uh Ruby Right from WWE. Yep, yep. yep. I, I
0: was thinking, I was thinking it. I
1: was thinking it. <laughs> Ruby, I I think her name in uh AEW is uh Ruby Soho.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Ruby Soho. So for, for AEW purposes. Ruby Soho is the Joker. And she's going to win the Battle Royale. Right. Uh,
0: damn, did you did you see, do you think somebody else might be the Joker instead? Or I think
1: I think I think Ruby Soho will be the joker, but I I feel like I kind of want to I want to see Jade or um is it. Which which one's the other? Is it Red Velvet? I think
0: yeah.
1: the one that can, the one that listen, can't do a, listen, a lion salt.
0: Listen, listen. I love I love Red Velvet, but she she not she not winning that. I'm I'm sorry. I was gonna say I haven't
1: been watching AEW as of yeah, late, man.
0: but I'd probably say Jade. If but I don't.
1: I think Ruby will come in, and I think Ruby will get like thrown out on like some stupid stuff, which will like kind of build her first like feud being there, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I do agree that, uh, I I feel like Ruby Soho is going to be the, um, the winner, but just one second, I, I need to grab something right quick. Just stay right.
1: Well, to fill the space, uh, uh, a match that got taken off the card was um Andrade and the bastard pack. Oh unfortunately, yeah, yeah. that would have been the yeah, match of the night good.
0: easily. Facts. Um but yeah, back to the regular yeah, schedule. But um back to our regularly schedule regular programming. Yes, I did say that uh Ruby Soho is gonna be the Joker, but I just wanted to let y'all know my pick. Um Damon and John, they can see this, but you all can't. This is a Jay Cargill shirt. So if she doesn't win, I'm gonna be highly upset. Oh, because there
1: what? I got another prediction for the,
0: the Battle Royale. What?
1: Range is coming back.
0: No, no, <laughs> no, fuck no, no, Ooh. absolutely not. Hey, I like her. Who'd Don't you get say? me wrong. He said, he said Brandy. Bro, please, no. Hey, man, look. Hey, man, I, I love Black Stephanie McMahon and all, but come on, man. Nah, but nah, nah, nah. And nah, she, she just now. had a baby, bro. Right, she, bro. She, 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 need she, she needs to focus on being a mother right now, bro. Nah. What's that baby name? <sighs> isn't it like so American, American Patriot like, or something? <laughs> like Liberty
1: <laughs> or something, dog. Man, look. Liberty and justice for all roads. I'm sorry, bro, but like,
0: <laughs> cause I, I I ain't gonna talk down on the baby now, you know, baby baby. But Cody's like dream, I Have like... a
1: dream speech a couple weeks ago, <sighs> man. Look, man,
0: Cody Col- Cody Rose is like the biggest baby face heel of oh all time, my bro. God, bro, it like, don't make sense. Like Cody is like borderline getting borderline Roman Reigns to go away heat, you know, like, like there is no reason like bro this man got booed out of the building when malica black whooped his ass dog but yeah um i gotta go with jay cargill man they are building her up very well um obviously we haven't seen too much of what she can do in a long a match that's longer than five minutes but i have faith in her she's great she's very great um I have a lot of faith in her. I I have so much faith in her. Let's let's please, please just do it, just do it. But the next match on the card, uh, John Moxley versus um, ooh, the marks are really gonna drag me for this because I don't know his name um, from New Japan, Satoshi Kojima. I've never heard of him. I, I've never heard of them, so um, to all of the super fans out there, I I apologize, but um, I'm gonna go with Moxley only because I don't know who the other dude is. But uh, Damon, who would you? Would you? Would you know who he is? Yeah, he's a. Excuse me.
1: He's he's a legend out there. Former, uh, IWGP champion well-respected in Japan, whether it's uh, All Japan or New Japan. Um, Moxley's going to win, but I, it's going to be – it'll be a great match. Yeah. Uh, John, what, what do you think? I think uh, John Moxley is going to win. Uh, I apologize again. I have never heard of Satoshi Kojima, but um, I need to get
0: better. But can we just all agree that uh Moxley should have never went bald because now that he's grown his hair back, he just looks <sighs> Jesus. like, bro, he's 35. Like Baron Corbin? Look, no, that's different. That's different. Because, <laughs> like, Cor- like, Corbin didn't. Like, it, it It worked. It worked, you know, especially for, like, the gimmick. But, like, Mosley just looked old, man. And, like, it looks bad like you know I I love Renee Paquette um so I'm sorry that if, if you actually listen to this podcast first of all thank you second I'm sorry that I'm dragging your husband because I love him too but um he looks very old now and it's been bothering me ever since he grew it back but um fourth match on the card and I don't know how I feel about this it is Q T Marshall versus um Paul White. Now I'm pretty sure everybody that listens to this podcast knows who Paul White is, but if you don't, Paul White is the big show. And let me make, let me make this very well. Bro, <laughs> bro, is, he got the same dude. He got the same dude that sung his WWE things on the do the AEW one. That's dedication right there. But nah, let me just say first and foremost, there will be absolutely no Big Show slander on this uh, channel or podcast, unless you're talking about his booking because he did turn face and heel so many times that it got too much to count. Um, Q T Marshall, he just exists. Um, I don't know what's the hype about him. Um, he's not bad. But he's boring and, like, he just – I guess it works because something about his face just makes me want to smack him. But it's like, okay, why are you here? Like, why are you here? You know, he got his stable and everything. And um, first of all, I know this is very off topic, but where the fuck is Anthony Agogo? Where is he? Did he just, like, disappear after he lost to Cody? Basically. And it's upsetting me because he was the only one out of those four that I was actually a fan of. So where 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 is he at? Where where is he at? Let let me know. But um I don't understand why you would have Paul White come out of, well, not necessarily retirement, because he never officially did retire, but in his first match back at the their equivalent of WrestleMania and lose to Qt Marshall, I don't think that would happen. So any other any answer other than Paul White just does not make sense. Um but do what, what do y'all think? Like well, first, how long do y'all think this is gonna go? Uh John, too first, long first.
1: I think it's gonna be five minutes. And I think Paul White
0: is gonna win. See, cause like I I really feel like it's not going to go long in five, but they keep giving QT Marshall like 10, 15-minute matches, and I don't understand why. I I don't. But now, you know, the matches beforehand were pretty interesting. But let's talk about the bangers. Let's let's, let's talk about the bangers that's about to happen. So next up is Chris Jericho versus MJF for the 600th time. But this time, if Chris Jericho loses, he must retire from in-ring competition. And let's see, uh, Damon. What do you what do you think is gonna happen here?
1: Dog, I'm so conflicted because, like, I like Jericho's been such a like main piece of AEW since the beginning. Like, it's hard to imagine that he just retires like that. But at the same time. MJF cannot afford to lose another match like this because he's lost every important match. He lost the no, one he, brought, he, he beat
0: Jericho, uh, all three he, times so far.
1: Matches that matter. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, because did he beat? Did he beat Cody? He didn't beat Cody. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah. That one. Did he yeah, did? Yeah. Oh well, dang. Never mind. Cause I I don't know why I thought he lost that match to Cody because it was like because the one where he like couldn't a challenge for any more uh, the the main belt
0: anymore right? No, nah, he was facing uh I forgot who he was facing but uh, MJF cost in a match, and then he beat him at the next show. Okay, yeah, um,
1: I feel like, I feel like MJF. Jericho probably gonna win this match, high key.
0: Yeah, uh, John, what do you think? I think Jericho's gonna win. I love MJF. (laughs) He delivers one of the he's that dude,
1: he stays in character, he delivers great promos. It's like it makes you say, damn, yeah, but um, I think Jericho's gonna win because. There hasn't been any rumors that Jericho's going to retire. I would say, like, this is it. But I think Jericho's going to.
0: Yeah, that's – He
1: knows has to anything, so that's
0: good. Yeah. Um. As much as it pains me to say this, I agree with the both of you. Um. You know, I have my views about Chris Jericho. You know, y'all, y'all remember what happened on his podcast, and y'all know what his wife did. You know, I don't I don't want to discuss that anymore. But, you know, I mean, unfortunately, Chris Jericho is a huge legend. And, you know, like, I personally think it's about time for him to hang up the boots. But at the same time, um, his commentary has been unfucking bearable Like, because they were saying, like, if he loses, he's going to commentary full time. No, please keep him away. He is not CM Punk. He he cannot do that. He is annoying. And, you know, MJF, man, if this man beat him three straight times just to lose a fourth, I'm going to lose it. Because MJF is like the... MJF is the best heel in wrestling. Well, second best only behind Roman, you know. But... Yeah. This man has been nothing but great since I found out about him. If this man beat Chris Jericho, who a lot of people put on their Mount Rushmore three straight times just to have him go, moves a fourth, I'm going to be heated. But at the same time, I do not want Jericho on full-time commentary. So I have to go with Chris Jericho. But I will definitely be very, very happy if MJF wins. I will say that. Uh, next up uh, for the TNT title is Miro versus Eddie Kingston. This is going to be very violent, and I I, I I cannot wait to see this. Um, let, let me matter of fact, let me tell y'all a quick little story about Eddie Kingston. So, it was Wednesday, yeah, it was Wednesday, and Dynamite was going on. And, you know, John was just really starting to get into AEW, and he texted the group chat and he was like, why is this motherfucker wearing Timbs to the ring? And I'm just like, bro, that's just Eddie Kingston, man. Like, that's just that's just who he is. Like that 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 is that is how he dresses, bro. Like, he was so lost, just focused on the Timbs. And I'm just like, bro, that's that's just what he does. Like, he from New York. He from New York. He, he that's that's just him. But um, as much as I love Eddie Kingston, and I feel like he should have won the TNT title, a long time ago. Um, <sighs> Miro is one of the greatest things on the fucking planet. He, he is one of, he, he is a national treasure. He is a national fucking treasure. That man is, that called himself God's favorite champion. He he is doing this because God is telling them, telling him to go beat people up, to make them repent for their sins, bro. I don't know how the gimmick works, but it does. And then, you know, he always bringing up how his hot wife. And y'all know, y'all know we know who the hot wife is, man. And he always bring her up talking about, you know, I don't ever lay down unless it's with my hot wife on a vacation. I'm like, okay, okay, I see, I see you. This man has been literally murdering everybody since he got in the company. And he needs to continue doing so, okay? He better not squash Eddie Kingston. This shit better be at least fucking 10 minutes. But mirror, better. Beat Eddie Kingston ass. It better be back and forth, but it it gotta be like a real competitive match for like the first five, six minutes. But then the last three is gotta turn into Roman versus John. Deadass. That how that is how it has to be. Any other outcome, I'm gonna be upset. But uh John, what do you think is gonna happen here?
1: Uh with uh Eddie Kingston and um, Miro. Yeah. Mm. I think Miro. I think Miro's gonna win. I think AEW is not finished pushing him, so I think Miro's gonna win.
0: Yeah. Uh, Damon, do you do you think Eddie Kingston has a shot at winning? No, you think.
1: (laughs) Um. (laughs) no Miro is definitely gonna win I mean like so so recently like you guys probably saw that Tony Khan said that TNT isn't a mid-card title and like he's like oh I want it booked as if it's a major title as well and honestly Miro to me like we've had great champions like like, the world champions, but I feel like right now, Miro has been one of the most dominant champions since, like, in since it's been created. Like, he's literally just yeah. been literally destroying everyone that is in his path. Yeah.
0: oh Prediction, prediction, prediction. And I low-key feel like this might actually happen. So after the match, you know, Miro beats the shit out of Eddie and then beats him up after the match and then gets on him like saying, you know, I'm I'm the guy's favorite champion, can't nobody fuck with me, yada, yada, yada. And then you hear some Beethoven ass shit with like a like a rock remix, and you see my boy Brian Danielson come out and they do that, they do a little stare-off, and that's the next TNT title feud. And you build that up to the next pay-per-view. You don't do that on the show, you do that on the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. Look, look, I don't hey, know if bro, that's you if I don't know if it's in the plans. But if it's not, y'all need to do that. I will, I, will, I will legitimately cry, bro. Like, like CM Punk tears, levels of joy. I will actually cry, bro. Like that, it it has to be done. Like I people gonna say, like, oh, that's too many debuts on one show. No, this is the show to fucking do it. This is the show to do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the show to do it. Because I low key got one more. I got one more in my bag. I got one more. I got one more debut in my bag, but I'm going to save it until it's time for that. But next up, um, we have the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers in, for the world, for the tag titles inside a fucking steel cage. And I know how I feel about the Young Bucks. I know. But this just might be match of the night. Because <laughs> if you put in the Young Books and the Lucha promise in a steel case, so the steel cage is literally made for them to do flippy dippy doo dot shit. That's, that's literally what it's for. And you're putting these four people in there. <sighs> I already know Dave Mills is gonna give this shit eight stars. But, you know, it's gonna be great. And. I think it's time to take the titles off the young bucks. I absolutely please. Um, I just want the elite to fall, all of them. Um, well, except for uh, Doc Gallows, because he's the only one who I don't have a true issue with. You know, um, y'all know how I feel about Kenny. Y'all know how I feel about the young bucks. Um, Carl Anderson, man. Um, no comment. I'm, I'm not even gonna go there today. I I'm not gonna go there today, but I got the Lucha Brothers taking this one, man. They deserve it. They they absolutely do. But uh Damon, who who do you think's gonna win this one,
1: bro? <clears throat> Lucha Bros to the moon, bro. Y'all know this is a death triangle stand account. Um, it's time, bro. They've been. They, you know, they've been putting on bangers, but they just had not given them any gold. And I'm like, bro, they are just, they need it. And is this match, like you said, flippity floppy? This match is going to be a spot fest. Um, just looking at how they did when they did the um, their ladder match, like the very first pay-per-view they oh, had yeah. for like the for like the triple A title. Yeah. I was like, oh, this match is about to be <laughs> This is about to be a flippity-floppity-flip match, but I'm excited. Lucha Bros, it's time. It's time to get some gold.
0: Yeah. Uh, John, what do you... Well, first, do you... How many stars do you think Dave Nelson going to get us? Four and a half.
1: Four and three-fourths. Out of five. That's the three-fourths be killing me, bro. <laughs> That's all.
0: Like bro, just just leave it as a single number or half, man. That's that's all you got to do. Cause man, like I know how I feel about flipping, flipping, floppity matches, but there's certain exceptions to where I'm like, okay, yeah, go ahead, because it actually will be entertaining. This will be entertaining. But if the Lucha Brothers don't win, that's actually gonna piss me off. Cause I am sick of the Young Bucks having Ooh, right. titles. I am sick of the I'm sick of the elite holding titles like all of them man like hangman is the only one who should ever who should have any piece of gold around their waist that's it but this next match um i'm excited for this one too um it's Britt baker versus chris statlander for the women's title um this this is gonna be a slapper too this this hat there is no way this is not a slapper um I, we, every, all of us, we love both Britt Baker and Chris Statlander. I love Chris Statlander, but I have Britt Baker taking a win, man. They, it's, it's not Chris Statlander's time. Not yet. Not yet. Because Britt, Britt Baker is the most over woman in the company. So the the riots that would go on if she actually lost. Especially like she started calling Chicago Brit Tago and now they're calling it Brit Tago for her. So if she actually manages to lose, I'm I don't know what I'm gonna do. But John, do you you think the title is gonna change?
1: Nah, I think Bert Breaker could have retained because didn't just sign like a long term extension? Yep, she
0: sure did it.
1: Yeah, she's keeping it.
0: Yeah, she sure did Uh Damien, what do you think is gonna happen?
1: Britt will probably retain. I would love to see Strattlander. Like you said, we all love her. Um, But like you said, it's not her time yet. But when that time comes, we would be very happy to see it.
0: Oh, and then the final two matches on the card. (sighs) See, because I know what I want to be the main event, but I know it's not going to be the main event. But... I'm I'm just gonna talk about these two out of order. Um Kenny Omega and Christian Case with AEW title. Um Kenny wins, unfortunately. Um Christian, I love Christian, but the the TNA title is about as far as he's gonna get, if not the TNT title. And I'm I'm gonna wait until y'all give y'all answers before I give my next my other prediction for it. But uh Damon, what do you think is gonna happen here?
1: I think we're gonna get it. Uh, Kenny retention. I think it's gonna be a banger. They put on a banger already. Um, I don't think it's going to, for. I don't know. Something is telling me it's not gonna be a clean win. Um, but I do ultimately think Omega is gonna win, and we may see a, a like a Hangman Kenny like standoff or something like that.
0: And John, what do
1: you think? I think uh, Kenny Omega is gonna win, Or we're we'll gonna see a uh, Hangman Page and King standoff. Uh, I think I want to be fair. If Christian Cage gets both the AEW World Heavyweight Championship and the TNA Championship, or whatever they call it, TNA Impact yeah. Global Force or whatever they call it, but yeah.
0: Okay. Um, Okay, listen, AEW, if y'all manage to pull off this show the way that I've booked it, this will be the most perfect wrestling show ever. And I, I mean that. So, you know, you have Kenny versus Christian Cage, right? Kenny wins, and then, you know, the Elite come out. Well, not the Elite. Mm, I'm trying to think who could possibly come out. with well, the Bucks, because they're pissed that they lost. So they come out, and the three of them, they start beating on Christian. And then hey Heyman comes out. And you know he he gets rid of the bucks. So then it's him and Kenny standing in the ring. But all of a sudden, the lights go out, and everybody's like, "Okay, what's going on?" And then a few minutes, not a couple, a few seconds later, the lights go on, and it's fucking Adam Cole, baby. Oh my god! And bro. he super kicks Kenny super terrible and then at the next show it's a triple threat between them three and that's how you get hangman win because that way he overcomes every fucking eye Do it. bro that Do would it.
1: oh bro Do that it. would be amazing Do it. because they like because in like the BTE thing like Kenny killed off Adam so oh, it's like yeah. oh bro it would be perfect and he's the one that kicked him out for
0: uh
1: marty's girl
0: oh yeah dang
1: marty's girl oh yeah that is what happened never mind
0: let's not let's not let's to say i I was, gonna say, I, I was gonna say I, I realized what i was about to say and then i was like Ooh. oh we're not, we're not. boy boy what a fall off jesus but yeah um i'm telling y'all just just make it happen like Y'all can say it's too much on the show, I don't care. I think that would make this absolutely perfect. Now this last match, which I know is not gonna be the main event, but this is my main event. And Darby Allen taking on my favorite wrestler of all time. A man who was wrestling for the first time in seven years. The best in the world, the voice of the voiceless, the straight edge superstar. That man, Philip Brooks, CM Punk. And there's no Sting at ringside, so it's just gonna be them two? <sighs> now listen here, Tony Khan. Darby Allen, he's great. He's the man. You put him with Sting, so obviously he, 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 he's that guy. However, we're going to be in Chicago, Illinois, the home of CM Punk. This man has not wrestled in seven years. He is legitimately the most over person in all of wrestling, past, present, or future. Y'all saw the return. Y'all saw that pop you got. It's the greatest return in wrestling history. If CM Punk. Does not GTS or Anaconda vice Darby Allen to sleep. Put this man to sleep. Whether he some, whether he makes him pass out or he knocks him out with that GTS. If it's not one of them two, and I see Darby Allen pin CM Punk and win, I am going to the United Center myself. I will walk from Morehouse College to the fucking United Center. And I will blow that bitch up. And I, I I genuinely mean that. The 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 riots that y'all will in. But y'all know Tony Khan is smarter than that. You know, Vince, not so much. You know, shout out Vince McMahon, that fucking idiot. But hey man, you know, CM Punk has to win. He he has to. And I feel like this is going to be a lot better than people think it will, because, you know, people were saying, oh, well, that GTS he hit on Rampage was kind of iffy. And I'm like, if a motherfucker doesn't do shit for seven years, you thought it would be perfect the first time he did it in seven years? I don't understand the wrestling community. I I do not. But yeah, this is... um. Money in the Bank 2011 all over again, literally. If 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 Allen wins, we write. But John, um, what do what do you think they should do with this match?
1: Cm Punk should should win because I did forget that the match is in Chicago. And if Cm Punk doesn't win, oh boy, ooh freaking boy. But um, if Darby Allen does win, if he does, I think we should calm down. I think we shouldn't freak out. I think it's just CM Punk, being a mentor, being an advisor to the young wrestlers in AEW. That's my opinion.
0: And, Damien, what do you think they should do?
1: I feel like CM Punk winning is the only I cannot even fathom thinking of the absolute outpour of hate that would come with CM Punk losing that match.
0: And I I I like <laughs> i low key kind of want wanted to go to the show, but you know, because of COVID. And you know, Chicago, because you know, you know, Chicago, they go hard for wrestling, bro. So and, y- and y'all 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 know that crowd is sold out. So, you know, I I would hate to be there if Darby actually wins. I, I I would absolutely hate that outcome. But you know, this is what, three years in the making, I think. Cause when they first announced that they was having a show in Chicago that's where the rumor. that's when it was like okay this might actually happen and now it actually is so i think that there's only one way to go about this but i really feel like if done right this could be the pay-per-view of the entire 2020 the best pay-per-view of the 2020s in 2021 like i'm calling that right now like decade just started last year and it could potentially be the greatest of all time all you have to do is listen to me if I actually book this whole fucking card, like word for word, bar for bar, they gonna have to pay me, like that. They they really gonna have to pay me. But that is gonna do it for the wrestling side of the podcast. And I forgot to put the worst, the uh, hot takes poem on my story. So I don't know if y'all got any, but I don't. I don't either. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, wait, John, did you get any? Uh, no. All right. So let's move into our first NBA topic. And this topic is the greatest NBA finals performances from a player of all time. And I'm going to start this off with the king, LeBron James, in 2016. 3-1, the, the 3-1 lead. <sighs> Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. This man averaged 30 points, well, 29.7 points, 11.3 points, 8.9 assists, borderline a triple double, came back from a 3-1 lead, the first ever championship in Cleveland Cavaliers history, ending a 52-year playoff drought for the entire state of Ohio. And you don't have, how, how do you not have this in one of your top our performances of all time? It, it, it's really, it, it's, because I don't, I don't like to do the, you know, the whole rankings thing. Y'all know how I feel, but it's up there for sure. But that's one, that's one that immediately comes to mind for me. Another one is D-Wade in 2006, man. When everybody thought like, you know, even though Shaq was getting a little over, everybody thought Miami was going to be Shaq's team. But Shaq was like, hey, D-Wade, you're that guy. You, you, you do all of this, man. They were down 2-0 in the finals. Do y'all know what this man, Dwayne Wade, did? This man decided, fuck it, and decided that for the next four games of the series, he scored 36 or more two straight 40-point games, averaged 35-8. And four with three steals. This motherfucker, that 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 was more than a coming out party, bro. That was that was that was insane. Um, I I oh boy, I wish I was a basketball fan when I was six years old. You know, I I man, that that don't even sound real, bro. But uh, what are
1: some, what are some finals performances that come to mind for y'all just off the top? Finals performances, LeBron in 2016. When he came back 31. This past year with Giannis. Giannis was balling in the finals. Uh, D-Wade in 2006 d was amazing d-way d-way made me fall in love basketball d-way also, he made me fall in love with basketball uh yeah that's it that's what i'm going to uh damon what about you um so the immediate one that came to mind you talked about it d-way 2006 um, like you said, Giannis this past year, but I think the one that I really think about is that 2000, um, that 2000 Shaq performance. Yeah, 100%. Man, 38 points. I think I'm looking at this right. 38 points, 16 rebounds, 2.7 blocks, two assists on 61% shooting. Um, That is simply unheard of. And
0: uh, oh Jesus! Oh, this is one like I I was waiting for some waiting to see if one of y'all was gonna say it, but y'all didn't yet. Tim Duncan in the two thousand three NBA Finals, man. This man averaged twenty four points, seventeen boards, and five assists in six games, man. I I don't understand. Like Tim Duncan literally does not get enough credit. Like he is the greatest power forward of all time. And people just completely gloss over him. And I'm I sick of the disrespect that this man gets. The, <sighs> the greatest power forward of all time has the most underrated finals performance of all time. That literally makes no sense. Do y'all realize that this man, besides the fact that he averaged 24 points and 17 fucking rebounds, this man averaged five fucking blocks a game
1: got that.
0: for the series, six games, for six games. This big-ass motherfucker was averaging 24, 17, with five blocks for six fucking games in a row. And nobody talks about it. Nobody. N- n- nobody. That, that that does not sit right with me at all. So um Timmy deserves way more credit, way more respect. Um, that's that's a Hall of Famer. And I, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick. But that's that. Oh boy. I'm, I'm actually get pissed. But talking about this, but let's move on to our final NBA topic of the day. The best handles of all time. And this go beyond this could be point guard or a big. It could be a guard or a big. So the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to go, I'm going to choose a guard and a big Um. I for, for guard is kind of tough for me. So for a big, I'm gonna have to go with KD because that man is so shifty and he as a seven footer. And he he should not be able to do anything that he does with the basketball. Like, you know, I know the game has evolved, so a lot of a lot of the bigs are shooting threes and being able to move with the ball and playmaking everything. But everything Kevin Durant does with the basketball makes no sense. This man is a wizard. Shout out, shout out, Jonathan, the Washington Wizards. But that man is legitimately a. W- <laughs> oh god, oh my god. But no, man, like Katie with the ball is a straight magician, man. Like he he should not be able to dribble as well as he does because he wasn't he wasn't even doing things like that in college. So for him to take that to the – like, for him to go into the league with not that much ball-handling skills and to become one of the best ball-handling bigs of all time is so insane. And, yes, I'm calling Kevin Durant a big. Like, I I know he's a shooting guard, but he's seven feet tall. So stop acting like he's 6'9", because he's not. He he ain't been 6'9'' since college, so I need y'all to pipe down with that shit. That man has not been 6'9'' since 2007. That man is seven feet fucking tall. And for a guard, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. Cause like part of me wants to say Kyrie, part of me wants to say Steph, the other part wants to say AI, and, and other part wants to say Jamal Crawford. So I I I can't pick a guard, but that's that's just me. I I for big I have KD and for a guard, I can't pick. But uh John, who, who would you say
1: as a guard and big, had the best handles of all time. As a guard, best handles of all time. Kyrie. i say Kyrie Irving. Um, Kyrie just does some moves that I don't even think of. Didn't he do, like, this turnaround, like, spin move where, like, he, he – I forgot, I don't know how to describe it. He was One on his left was Steph Curry. And uh he did like a fake spin move where he just stopped dribbling in the middle of the spin and then somehow <laughs> dribbled again. I don't, I don't I don't
0: understand. I, I would never understand
1: it. He dribbled to his left, did a fake turn, and it. Was, I was like, it, it was it was crazy. I, I mean Kyrie, I gotta say Kyrie. <laughs>
0: and then uh what about a big?
1: A big, ooh. Hmm. I would have to say Kevin Durant. I would have to say Kevin Durant. Uh, KD dribbles the ball so well. And the reason why, because growing up, he was a guard. He was a guard, and he had that growth spurt. And he got bigger, but he still had his handles. So with him being a guard when he was younger, and that like put him at, at an advantage that no other big man had. Now big men have been develop developing their game. You got Jokic developing his handles. And then who else? Uh he got bigs trying to develop their handles now. So I was
0: thinking. Okay. And then
1: Damon, what about you? Um, big men, I agree. Uh with KD. Um, another one that's kind of like low-key, we kind of with everything that's like happened, like we kind of forget about it. And I I watched some tape when I was thinking about it, was Lamar Oda. Six ten. He was Yep. An incredible yep. facilitator. He got to the basket with ease and such grace for being six foot ten. Um, but yeah, I think that's definitely somebody that is in that discussion. Um, and then guard for me, it's it's Jamal Crawford. That man, that man was different. He was really different. Um, but yeah, that's that's who I have to pick.
0: Yeah. Um, actually, let me think because I'm gonna be mad at myself if I get through this episode. I don't pick one. Um, I'm gonna pick Jamal Crawford, and the reason why is because not only was he doing these moves with no, no, just doing them off rip, all of the moves he just made on the fly, like in game. Oh my god, like. No practice not like nothing like he literally the, the shake and bake he literally made that up in game and that's one of the most beautiful moves of all time and he just didn't he, he didn't even have a plan like he just did the shit let's not forget that lob to blake griffin that 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 should not be done in game and he he just he just did it um You know, a lot of the, like Kyrie and Steph and them, their handles are absolutely insane. Everybody's handles that I mentioned were absolutely off the chain. But Jamal Crawford has to be one of the most innovative ball handlers of all time. So that's what gives him the nod for me. And that's going to do it for the NBA portion. And now getting into the WNBA. And before we get into the first, well, the first topic is the fact that As of right now, there are three playoff spots left. And I need need to talk about something I saw last night. So I was watching the Seattle Storm take on the New York Liberty on Amazon fucking Prime. By the way, I've said this seven million times already, but please give them a TV deal. But I'm watching this game, right? You know, Brianna Stewart She's doing what she needs to do, as always. But for the New York fucking Liberty, do do y'all know what happened to me? Literally, when I said I officially give up on Sabrina Ionescu, she decides to go off. One game, she has a triple-double. The next game, She almost has a triple-double. And this game here, I don't understand what the hell happened, but why weren't you doing this at the beginning? Your momentum for the beginning of the season should have carried on the whole fucking season. In the first quarter, this woman had like 15 points on five-for-five shooting. Ended the game shooting eight for 16 with 20 points. Y'all want to know how much Benajah Laney scored in 32 minutes of game time? She shot one for four in three points. Now, my issue is not with Benajah only scoring three points. You know, it, it happens to the best of them. But Sabrina, honey, honey, um, why could you not do this shit when I asked you to? I told you to do this shit a long fucking time ago, but no, you want to shoot five for 18 in all the other fucking games. You want to shoot 50% now that the season is about to be over in two fucking weeks? Y'all are fighting for, I, nah, I, I I appreciate the effort because you know, y'all know you are fighting for a playoff spot, but you should have been doing this shit. Y'all wouldn't even be in this position fighting for a damn playoff spot. Y'all would be, y'all are the ninth seed fighting to get to the eighth seed. You wouldn't be there if you would just play consistently. So Sabrina, get your shit together. Please. Please. But at the moment, the sixth, seventh, and eighth seed are the Chicago Sky, which that's pretty much a lock. Dallas Wings and the Washington Mystics. Um, Jonathan's Washington Mystics. Um now do i think the mystics are gonna stay as the eighth seed i don't know because you know not now now that sabrina is finally getting it together you know but Nyes just still gonna do what she do i don't know um i i, I think washington might have um, they might go down a couple of steps or well, one step um oh yeah and the Sparks are also in the race for the eighth spot, which does not make sense. But you know, hey, there's a chance. So, my predictions for the final three spots are going to be the Chicago Sky, the Dallas Wings, and the New York Liberty. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You know what, John? What? What? What are you going to be your last three in
1: order? Chicago, Dallas,
0: Mystics. Mm. I mean, I get it. Y'all gonna have y'all y'all got the um soon to be MVP. I get that. I get that. Um
1: <sighs> Cause when I tell you, when Della Don gets her back straight, Tina Charles comes back from an injury. Woo! And we make the playoffs. Be careful now. <laughs> be careful. It's all gonna say.
0: Man, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, you know, I like Elena. I love Deladon a lot. I love Tina Charles. That's my pick for the MVP, but uh it, 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 it ain't looking too good. It, it it's it's a little neck and neck. But, Damon, who are your final three picks for the last three playoff spots? Um,
1: I think it's going to end up staying as in Chicago, Dallas, and Washington. I was kind of in between Washington and uh, New York, but I'm kind of looking at the remaining schedule for the Mystics right now. Um, And outside, will I have to play Minnesota two more times and play Storm? But then they also play the Dream and the Liberty in Chicago. And I think they could definitely pull enough wins out of that to secure a spot.
0: Mm. Oh, boy. Washington is is cutting it close. They, they are. But uh, now that I think about it, before we move to the next topic, I had another topic that I did want to talk about. Um... Boy, oh, boy, the Indiana Fever and the Atlanta Dream. Um, oh, boy, um, Indiana, I, I really have no much of a comment. Um, all I know is that Kaiser hasn't been playing and I hope it's I hope that she's OK. Um, from the rumors I've been hearing, it's about what her sister did and um, if that's the case um wow um, for those of y'all that don't know what happened um basically kaiser's sister beat the living shit out of her boyfriend and that that's pretty much all the details that we allegedly, allegedly 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 allegedly, allegedly. Um, and apparently that's why people have been saying she's been missing time because every game that she's missed has been cited as personal reasons. Um, if that's not the case, I do hope that everything is okay. But I'm I'm disappointed, not in her at all, but just because I really was looking forward to her second half of the season. Because now that I know all of these things about her and who she was as a player, I was excited for her and I actually became a fan of her, besides the fact that she's an attractive looking woman. But, you know. Um, the Atlanta Dream, on the other hand, um, Damon, you, what what do you think about the Atlanta Dream? Because I I have no words.
1: Um. Well, they're currently on an eleven-game losing streak. Um, it's not good <laughs> to be nice. <laughs> um, Kennedy Carter suspended. I think it's two months now. Without explanation no hearing no future of what when she's going to return if she's going to return and like that's really strange i i I haven't heard of something like that in a long time um the play has just been sloppy it they they're 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 down abysmal it's it's bad (laughs) I I had like decent hopes for them in the beginning of the season, but like I wasn't expecting like a number one seed, but I didn't expect them to go down like this.
0: Yeah, um, I I I am so disappointed, man, because I wanted so much better for Kennedy Carter and Eric Ari McDonald. And um, first of all, this this suspension is still blowing me. Like I didn't know you could just get suspended for two months like no no trial or anything like oh you're suspended for two months okay Wait, i've never heard anything like that um i think that they should um call tom gorius up and um let's get this relocation done you know bring the atlanta dream to detroit and make it the detroit shock i i think that that would be a great move Yes, I said it. I, I said it. I said it. John, don't shake your head. It, it, it I would love that, bro. It's, it's time. <laughs> but what do you think the biggest – but, John, what do you think the biggest issue with the Dream is and what do you think they should do moving forward? Because they are down the worst. <laughs> they
1: need to – the ownership, the new ownership – used to bring the organization together. I don't know how in the hell you fire your general manager after the draft, and then the coach just leaves. You get another coach, and he retires for a reason. Now you got another coach, and he got, got a player. They need to sit this organization down and tell them, what? We are unorganized. We need to get our stuff together. From the the players, I I I just don't I just don't get it. I mean, Courtney Williams is doing her thing. Don't get me wrong, but it's nobody's helping her other than Monique Billings and um, Tiffany Hayes. Like someone got to step up, like. Elizabeth Williams got stuff up. Everybody got to step up. I mean, th- that organization, I don't know how you got so much talent on that roster, from Ari McDonald to Tiana Hawkins to Courtney Williams uh, to Keena Strickland, Elizabeth Williams, Tiffany Hayden. I don't know how you got that much talent on the roster and you're dead last in the league. Something has to change. Something, someone has to be held accountable for this because no way you're going to have new ownership, new uniforms, a, a nice arena, and y'all don't even play well. That makes no sense at all.
0: I, I had so many high hopes for this team this year what was tweeted what was tweeted wait he just tweeted something yeah brooklyn is trading center
1: deandre jordan four future second round picks and 5.78 million dollars to detroit for jaleel okafor and oh my god people. oh my
0: god oh my god bro you're fucking with me you're fucking with me you're fuck what bro bro we got deandre jordan we got deandre jordan Bro, get this, bro. get this.
1: Pistons plan to work through a buyout on two years, $20 million owed to Jordan. Next, will save $47 million in salary. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop. I just read the tweet. Do you know who else they sent to fucking Brooklyn? Damn, you're going to be pissed, bro. Just just, get, just guess who else was in the fucking trade. Guess who else we sent to Brooklyn. Just Guess. You said I would be mad about it? Uh-huh. Yes. Um,
1: Just guess. Is it Seiko? Yes, Mike. Oh,
0: Seiko. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Why, bro? See, I was cool with getting rid of Jalil and getting DeAndre Jordan in return. If we buy out DeAndre Jordan, okay. But we literally just saw Sekou go crazy at fucking Summer League to the point where we all said that he deserves more playing time. And we all said, do not trade him. And they oh, my God. You know what? In Troy, we trust. That is all. I'm going to just leave it at that. Um... Troy Weaver knows what he's doing. I don't like this at all, but Troy knows what he's doing, so I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let this play out. I However,
1: four second round picks.
0: Damn, say cool. Damn. <laughs> they wait till I actually like his ass, just to trade.
1: Bro, y'all really won the trade.
0: Bro, I mean, yeah, but it's like, bro, I actually was starting to like Sekou, man. Like, bro, because I was calling him Cardio Sekou, and then suddenly, happened. I'm like, okay, it might be time to give him a chance. And they traded him. Like, why? Why? This is sick, bro. This, this is sick. But it's, it's going to be okay. And Troy, we trust. And enjoy we trust. But the last WNBA topic are WNBA current WNBA players that when they retire will make great coaches, whether it be in the W or in the NBA. And Damon, I'm gonna ask you first, what are some names that come to mind for players that would make great coaches?
1: Um, I don't know if this is just a stereotypical answer, but like based off of her past and everything. I think, I honestly think Candace Parker would be a great coach. Um, she's shown great leadership in the teams that she's played for so far. And I mean, she played under Pat summit, who was literally one of the best coaches of all time, NBA or WA, WN, or I mean, like college wise, I mean, not WNBA, but, um, and even in college, she showed those leadership skills like a different – and, I mean, she's been – she was an analyst for um, – what show was that? Overtime? What show was that?
0: Um, what is that show called? I think it was – I think she's been – I think, like, The Jump or something. Wait, no. Nah, no, nah, because it was, it, like – It's uh, one of them. Because I feel
1: – Because it was, like, a halftime. Or was it after the game? NBA, Wait, uh, I, inside I feel, the NBA. Yeah, I feel
0: like she's been on inside the NBA. Yeah, I was gonna say she's yeah, been doing she been
1: like analyst shows, so i I think yeah. I think she has a great understanding of the game. So I think she'd be a great coach.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I was gonna say I was gonna say Candice, of course. Um, I really think I don't now when I say. In in this case, I'm not sure about her being a head coach, but I know like in in regards to talent development, I think she'll be great. Skylar Diggins, man. I, I think Skylar Diggins will be a great player development coach. Hold on, why are you looking at me like that?
1: I think college basketball should be a great coach. You saw are you are you saying like a head coach or just in general? I think she should start as like an assistant coach in college basketball and then develop a way to head coach.
0: Yeah, because like when I was talking about Skylar Diggs, I'm saying like if she was to stay in the W, I think like she'd be like great talent development, not, not a head coach. Nah. I, I love I love Sky Diggs, but not not a head coach. Nah. T- like I, I think she'd be great with player development. So I definitely think she would definitely have a spot as an assistant coach. But I not not head coach. I I, I would not say that. I would never say that. Nah, not the W, not the W. <laughs> um, but uh, John, who comes to mind for you? That would be a great coach. Uh, as a great head coach, Courtney Vandersloot.
1: Yep. Courtney Vandersloot. I mean, she didn't she have like three hundred assists like two seasons ago? She so did. Three hundred, you know. Because that's – that's a – it's 34 it – there was 34 games back then, 34 games in the season. And 34 – so that's like 11 assists per game, basically. So she basically has to know the offense. <laughs> she, she has to know the offense to get 11 assists per game. So – Courtney Vannislu, she's going to be the head coach and it's going to be an offensive-minded team. And she averages, like, what, two, three steals a game? So she knows the defensive side. So she knows both sides of the ball, knows how to play both sides on the court. So Courtney Vannislu, hey, if if y'all, NBA teams, WNBA teams, college, high school, middle school, elementary school, if you need a head coach, look at Courtney Vandersloot.
0: Like for real. Um, another another name that comes to mind once she retires, I think she'll be a great head coach. And Sue Bird, I think Sue Bird would be an incredible coach, man. Like, besides the fact that offensively she she knows the game, like bro, she's an amazing two way player. And she has one of the highest IQ, basketball IQs in the league. I I think any team that has her, whether it be assistant coach or head coach, they would definitely be one of the top teams in the league. But for sure, for sure. But uh, do y'all have any other names that come to mind for y'all? Not off the top,
1: no. Mm,
0: I'm trying to think. Because, you know, you can't always go with the best players, you know, because we see how that worked out for Steve Nash so far, you know. But he hadn't really coached the team, so. Um, I'm trying to think. Nah, I, actually, I think I think Sylvia Files could, too. I think Sylvia Files would be doing yeah. the job, too, for sure. Yeah. But um outside of that, I think I think that's pretty much everybody I I could think of, honestly. Let's shoot. If that is all, that is gonna do it for this week's episode of Plays. Thank you guys for tapping in again. We're doing the thousand and a thousand place uh, episode celebration next week. So just stay tuned throughout the week. We're gonna put something on our instagrams just so we can get a feel of what you guys want us to do and we're the hot takes those polls will be back as well keep tapping in man we we already we we said this we trying to get 10k by december so if y'all can help us with that man we really appreciate it but again thank you guys for tapping in and we'll see y'all next week